Hello everyone, Kim Langling from Let Fear Bounce. Want you to sit back for a little bit, get yourself ready to relax and listen in as we talk to Mark Wood coming to us from Cornwall, England. He's a former police officer who has seen fear many times and the effects that it has on people's lives. Now he assists people to overcome fear and shatter their boundaries using NLP and hypnosis. He has an incredibly interesting journey to share and it was an absolute joy to talk to him. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, this is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Welcome, thank you so much for joining in and listening today. Today, I have a gentleman coming to us from Cornwall, England. His name is Mark Wood. He is a former police officer and during his time as a police officer, he saw many or fears many times and the effect that it has on people and the effect it has on their lives. Now he assists people to overcome fear, shatter their boundaries, and become inspired to change their lives for the better using NLP and hypnosis. He never, never allow fear to pitch to you. Instead, smash it out of the park. You deserve to bounce to success. Those are quotes of Mr. Mark Woods. So welcome, welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for joining me today on Let Fear Bounce. Hi, Kim. It's great to be here. Hi, everybody. So tell me, I want to know more about NLP. And you're, the name of your company is My NLP Works Limited. So give us a little background on that, how it, how it came to be and what it is that you do. Okay, so I was, uh, as I said in the bio, a police officer for almost 31 years working in the, uh, in the UK, in England, and uh, did various roles throughout that, uh, that career. So I did what we call frontline policing, so going out in the police cars and dealing with uh, anything that presents itself to you. I worked in various other departments, I worked on our tactical support. Um, I also uh, became a trainer, so I was a law trainer, and uh, as part of that, I was training young new constables. So, sort of in America, I know that they uh, they have the police college. Uh, so here we have a similar thing, but we don't call it the police college; uh, we just call it the training centre. So um, I was taking people through that, and part of that was interacting with people and seeing what drove people and what held people back. Uh, and I became really, really interested in all of that kind of stuff. And, and when I finished doing the training and moved back into uh, normal policing, that became, I suppose, more of a focus for me about uh, interacting with people and uh, seeing how I could help them. Uh, and that wasn't, that's both sides of the track as well. That wasn't just uh, dealing with people who I interact with in a nice manner. There was also the other side of that as well. So dealing with the uh, the other side of the track, if you like. So dealing with the people who were potential offenders or who actually were offenders uh, and seeing the difficulties that they had in their lives and the reasons that they were doing what they did. So all of that became really phenomenally interesting to me. Um, and then partway through all of this, um, I started to get interested in NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, and this is, I would say, it's not, uh, it's not a science, it's not anything spectacular that's written down. It's more like a series of techniques that we gather together that we can utilise to help people 
do meaningful change in their lives if they're struggling or if they need some additional assistance. Um, there are various things that I use, including hypnosis, um, to help people to do that. And I, I do that on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, I also go into schools and, and do talks there. I talk to business um, and I also have um, a training side of things. So I actually train neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and I'll soon be training timeline therapy. So for me, um, NLP is all about actually helping people to self-evolve. That that's a big thing. Finding uh, out what people's problems are, helping them to get that sorted out and then helping them to change their lives for, for the better. I suppose so hope that sort of gives you all the background that, uh, that you need there and uh, anything else just ask me I, I find it fascinating um, truly because I had not we were talking off mic here before the show in America I had not heard of NLP now it very well could be being practiced by people um, I just personally had not heard of it until I started connecting and working with a lot of folks from Europe and I was hearing NLP all the time. I finally asked one of the ladies, I said, what in the world is that? What, what does this mean? And I found it fascinating. And you and I had talked before, because you are a contributing article writer for the global magazine Motivate, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So uh, as are you, so we're, we're both in the same school there. That's right, that's right. But I had the pleasure and the honor of uh, interviewing you for for submitting or for getting a winning article in that what was it issue three i believe yes issue three yeah so this is our second time we've had we've had a chance to talk we had talked a little bit about the nlp process and how it is that you use that with your clients my i have a question so when you are working with your clients do you see on average i guess more of like we were talking off mic uh, about stress and anxiety and depression. Does that seem to be the norm of what you see or the average of what you see in a person when they come to you for uh, you know, assistance? They obviously they're looking for guidance of some sort. What's the, the type of things that you see or the type of person, I guess? Is it a certain type of person that comes to you? Is it someone from all walks of life? I think that I get people from basically all walks of life and a lot of the time people have been told that there's something wrong with them. So the very first question that I always say to somebody when they come to me and they say, I'm suffering from anxiety. And my first question to them is always, who told you that? Ah. Because I put that back onto them. Yeah. A lot of the time, people have things that are wrong in their lives and are looking for, I suppose, a title for it. They want a handle to be able to hold and say, look, this is what I am. So it's almost like they're searching for some kind of identity. Um, when you, when you, people come to me and they say, I suffer with anxiety, I suffer with depression, um, I've got a lack of confidence, what they're actually saying to me is, I don't really know what I want or where I want to go, but somebody's told me this and I think it fits me. So I've taken this as an identity. So for me, the first thing I say to them is, well, who told you that? Why is that? Why are you this person? Because they say, I, I have anxiety. 
the other thing is when people come to me, I, I sort of put this the same as if people come to me and say, I want to stop smoking, I'm a smoker. So the first thing I say to them is, well, who told you that you're a smoker? When they say, but, but I am a smoker, you know, I smoke. I say, so you are a person who smokes. And as soon as that gets into somebody's head, I can then separate the two things because an identity is something that people take on and that people live with and it becomes them. So if I can separate the act from the person, then that is the beginning of whatever, whether you call it therapy or whether you call it counseling or whether you call it teaching, but that is the start of getting that person away from thinking like that and living like that. So I, get, I do get people who come with anxiety. I get people who come with depression. I get people who are so anxious that they physically harm themselves. So it's about helping them to approach that situation differently and about helping them to turn that around. Because anxiety is just, well, the way I look at things is that there are three areas in our lives. There are those areas that we can control. Outside of that, if you look at sort of a bullseye circle, the center of it is what I can control. The next ring on the outer ring is the things that I can influence or I can have an influence on. And then you look at the outside, and the outside are those things that you have absolutely no control or no influence over. And what I'm talking about here is things like the government, um, the monetary system, work, that kind of thing. You cannot change that. So people focus on that and that's where they spend most of their time instead of looking more towards the inside and saying so what can i change that i'm in control of or that i can influence you will never ever change those things outside of those two inner circles so don't waste any time energy money or invest in that because you'll never ever do it that is literally what anxiety is it's focusing on the outside and the first thing to get people to do is think about focusing more inside and to what you can do. I love that analogy, how you said it's, you know, like a, the, the bull's ring circle or the bullseye circle, yeah. the control influence and the area of no control. And right now our world is in that outer ring, the area of no control. Absolutely. Things are overtaking us, aren't they? We've got pandemic, we've got vaccination, we've got, uh, people who are going into hospital and are dying and that is multiplying what people can do instead of concentrating on what they can actually do in their own sphere in their own world we've got everything else going on outside and it is a huge huge mountain that people are looking at and thinking how on earth are we going to get over that mountain well you've got to take the first step <laughs> it's well it's it's um it's crazy actually I've been telling you know, people are saying, oh, did you see this on the news? Did you see this? On and I look at them and I say, I have not turned my television on since March. It has not been on. I am Good not, you. I, well, I'm not going to let myself because it is too much. The media is throwing too much. Society's throwing too much. You know, here we had, you know, of course our, the election for a president, the pandemic, you know, the vaccinations, and there was rioting everywhere, just crazy, just like the world went out of control. And I thought, you know, I, I cannot stop any of that that's going on out there as me, as Kim. 
I have control and I always call it my realm where I live, my house, my yard, this is my realm. So I have control over my realm and I'm keeping all that negative energy out of it, you know, because yeah. it, it would, it would cut if it, if I were to let myself absorb all of that, that would give me stress and anxiety and more than likely shoot me down into a hole of depression, you know, and if you can really, if you can do, if you can avoid that, you recognize it and avoid it, use the tools in your toolbox on how to keep it at bay, why wouldn't you, you know? Um, so I, I think what you're doing is absolutely fabulous. I love it. Love, love, love it. I'm really enthralled with it and I want to learn a lot more about it. Um, so I'm so, I'm so glad that I get to talk to you twice. <laughs> Um, well, it's, you know, it's so good to, to meet somebody who's so enthusiastic about something, it's particularly something that you, you had no knowledge of whatsoever before. You know, it's, um, although NLP started in America, um, it's, it's a global thing now. It's in every country in the world. Um, in some countries, it's a lot more favoured than others. Um, there's a big NLP uh, community within France in particular. Um, but all of the sort of founders were American. You've got people like Richard Bandler, John Grinder, Robert Diltz, uh, Judith Delosier, uh, Wyatt Woodsmall. All of these people are world leaders in NLP, but are pretty much unknown. The only people I think that you may know about, if I mention somebody called Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. Tony sure. Robbins? Yeah. So Tony Robbins started out as an NLP trainer. I'll be darned. Yeah, but now he's known for his motivational speaking. Yeah, wow. But he uses many, many techniques from NLP and many other branches of sort of the psychology side of things. And he's very, very good at what he does. Very, very good. Um, but he initially started out as a trainer of NLP. So although it's not known as NLP, um, a lot of the stuff that happens within NLP, the techniques, the, the, you know, the stuff that we use, is it's quite common stuff that people will be aware of but just won't have seen the handle of nlp attached to it okay and i could i can see that how it encompasses and encompasses a lot of 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 other techniques that are out there um so do you have a website for my nlp works yeah i do it's it's literally www.mynlpworks.co dot uk so the limited is not in there it's just my nlp works dot co uk yeah okay so people our listeners can reach out to you if they want to learn more about nlp and what it is that you do they can reach out to you through your website um i will also share that on the um when i'm posting this and broad you know letting folks know that this episode is coming, I will make sure and share that information, but I certainly want people to be able to reach out to you if they want to. I do want to ask um, for you to leave with our listeners two things, two things that they can walk away from listening to this with that they can put into practice today or tomorrow. There's two things. Okay, two things. So how long have I got? 
I'm not trying to cut you short. I just wanted to get that in there before I forgot. So, hey. <laughs> right. Okay. So, two things. So, I've talked about control and influence, but the thing that goes hand in hand with that, I would say, is a thing that I call cause and effect. Now, we talked about the pandemic and we've talked about all of that kind of stuff that's, that goes on. So people live at a thing called effect. And, and that is, we talked about fear as well and about bouncing it. So fear, you can either be in control of fear or you can leave it and let it go out of control. So um, and some of those things that happen, you know, it's unpredictable outcomes. Um, being safe control measures so do i have to wear a mask a glove social distancing isolation shielding open spaces staying at home stay indoors shut down lockdown fam we've got family bubbles i don't know whether you've got those in the us no no <laughs> right so we have we have we have this great thing in the uk called uh, bubbles so we have family bubbles we have social bubbles we have school and work bubbles so literally a bubble is, is literally just what it says. So it's an enclosure where if you've got family members, then you are a family bubble. So it's all the members of your family. So we have certain number restrictions if you go to places. So like at the moment, it's six. However, if you're in a family bubble and you have a family of six or seven children with you, then you can go because that's part of your family bubble. So that's one of the things that people worry about a lot. Uh, people worry about vaccines and the people worried about quarantine and, and what's going to happen to what happens if they die you know these are these are real fears that people have about this this particular pandemic but what what happens is they are living their lives at the effect of others and at the effect of other people's decisions and the media are particularly a big part of this because don't don't believe that when you see stuff on the media that it's necessarily true never let the truth get in the way of a good story that's exactly what and i'm sure that's some very clever american politician has said that but people do that and they live in this place called effect they live at the effect of everybody else so they become affected by it they become infected by it and they allow themselves to become part of this effect so the control and influence side of things is the better way to do this is to actually choose what you want to do. So that is the place called cause. So rather than be a sheeple, and if you've ever heard of a sheeple, that's people who follow what everybody else does like a sheep. I actually use so, that. I use that word a lot, actually. <laughs> do you? Because I, yeah, it's I, great. I, I refuse to be a part of the sheeple. Good for you bear don't do it so yeah so we do get people who are sheeples but it, it's really unpopular to make your own decisions so let's let me just change cause and effect a slightly different way instead of saying be at cause and not at the effect of people what i would say to you is do you want results or do you want to give reasons why things happen that are bad to you or that you don't get the re desired results that you want because that's what people are when they're at effect. They give in excuses and it's a life of regret. It's a life of, I'll settle for this. So people, some people just like to moan, I think. No, yeah, um, I agree. I agree. They're happy being in the doldrums. Um, but actually what you need to be is get across to the other side of the equation. Use your math, get across, 
and become the reason. So take control and do what you want. Be the control of the cause of your life, not living at other people's effects. So that's the first point. The second thing I would say to you is, if people wanted to get away and you find it extremely difficult because people's, the stuff goes around and bubbles and bubbles in your head and you sort of, you go to bed at night and you're worrying about these kinds of things and you just can't seem to switch off. There's a fantastic technique which we call the use of peripheral vision. And it's a, it's a really easy thing to do, but it is a fantastic technique. And I can, I'm going to tell it to you because it'll take about 30 seconds. But this technique is so good because it cuts down and stops that mind chatter. And it allows you to become more focused and it cuts out all of that babble that goes on inside. So the way to do this is that you sit down and you get yourself comfortable and then when you're relaxed, look across at the other side of the room and look for a spot. It doesn't have to be a particular thing on the wall. You can just look for a certain part of the wall opposite to you. And that just needs to be above your eye level. So look up slightly towards the, the ceiling of the, of the room. And then what you do is you concentrate on that with your eyes and you look forward at it. At the same time, you then start to become more aware of the things that are on the periphery of your vision. So concentrate on that step, that spot in front, but then also extend the vision to the sides of the room and move them back towards you. And a way of helping you do this is if you put your hands up whilst you're looking and move them so that the, you can see your hands and then gradually move them further back and move your fingers, until they just get to the point where you can see them moving, but then they just move out. Now, all the while, still concentrate on that spot in front of you, but be aware of the other things that are going on around you. That we call the peripheral vision, and it's really calming. And you, once you've got this technique, just practice it a few times. You might find that you'll get a bit of eye strain when you first start out and you'll be thinking, oh, I'll, I'll rub my eyes when I finish here because they feel a bit tired. Um, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes and it becomes a really comfortable thing. It's phenomenal when you are reading. If you read something and go into peripheral vision, the images that you get will be much clearer, much brighter and your imagination will work much, much better. And it also cuts down all of those external extraneous noises and distractions. It's fantastic for gaining control and calming yourself down. I have people who come to me with anxiety and this is one of the very first things that I teach them to do. And to spend some time every day, I suppose it's similar to a meditation of some description. Mm -hmm. But once you get to know it and use it a lot more, you can actually start to do it whilst driving. It calms you down and you will start to notice so much more that goes on on the road in front of you and at the sides. So you become more aware and actually it makes you a better driver. It's a fantastic way to learn things. So if you, if, if you have something to read that you need to remember, you can cut out all of the other stuff that goes on and just concentrate and focus on that one thing by going into this peripheral vision and it becomes a very comfortable thing and a very nice place to be because once it happens you think oh this is really nice it's calm it's quiet 
and you can focus. Uh, so, so the two things there I would leave you are that that's so the um, the, the the cause and effects. Don't don't live in other people's effect. Be at your own cause and control what you can and forget about the rest, and and do this peripheral vision. And if people could use that, it might be might be good for them to do that and then let you know how it works. Oh, that's I, I love I love the um, peripheral vision examples that you just gave because that's that's something I could actually I know I could personally do you know, um, that I would be able to focus on and get, you know, and practice and be comfortable with it. So that's, that's amazing. Good. I, I'm glad I, you, I'm glad you enjoyed that. So have a go at it and, and let me know how it works. See if it works for you. Oh, yes, I will. Absolutely. On your website, my NLP works, do you have resources on there that folks can read about, or if they want to learn a little bit more about NLP um, or do you recommend any type of reading for any of our listeners that might be interested in it? Um, yeah, there are there are lots of things um, that, that are on the website. Um, I do put stuff on there. I, there's a little blog thing that I haven't updated recently, but I will put some more stuff on there. So there's, there's various things if people want to go and have a look. Um, there's a contact form if anybody has any questions. You know, they can fill that form in and, and send it through to me and I'm more than happy to get back in touch with them. Um, obviously, depending upon where they are in the world as to what time that will be. Uh, we're five hours ahead of you in the US and about eight, ten hours behind Australia and stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, there's stuff there and there, there are lots of things. I mean, if you want to just go on to one of the search engines and just put in neuro-linguistic programming, um, you will get an absolute raft of stuff coming back to you. There, there are lots of fantastic resources out there. Um, lots of really good authors who've written uh, a lot of books. Um, so, you know, and a lot of those are you know, Amazon and Kindle. Do you have one or two that you could recommend? I actually did. Um, I was doing a little of my own research before we had this chat today. And there was tons and tons of stuff. It was almost overwhelming because I don't know and maybe the listeners don't know either um a good right. good author of it who would you who would you recommend you know from your your professional perspective who would you recommend if, if you've got a couple books or something that you personally have that you read um if you could recommend that would be great because it, it is it to me it was overwhelming because so much came back when i googled it and i went i have no idea even to where where to begin yeah there is there is a lot of stuff that's going out there um let's have a think so a couple that i would say to you is um one that explains nlp very very easily do you have um, do you have the dummies series in the us yes right okay so there is nlp for dummies i'll be darned <laughs> there is that's, yeah. that's the one i'm buying <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there is there's nlp for dummies that's that's a good one i don't know who the author of that, that one is because they use various people um there is another one that i uh, i use a lot um and i send that out to all of my students when i do a training and that is one called the magic of nlp demystified um and the author's name for that just slips my mind at the moment um, but i'm sure that i can get that back to you so you can let people know and one that's written by some good friends of mine that's actually only just been released um, and that really explains a lot of NLP um, in terms of what it's like when you were a kid is a thing that's called Be More Kid. 
and that's uh, that's a book that I've just read. It's written by uh, three authors, good friends of mine, Ed James, Mark Taylor, and Nikki Taylor. Um, that's number one at the moment in the NLP books uh, on Amazon. Um, so, and it's, it's on a really good price because I think you can still get Black Friday deals on Amazon at the moment. But uh, if anybody wants to get one, that's, that's a fantastic way of, of getting an introduction to NLP without sort of being really formal about it. it right, right. And I actually, that's that's what I prefer when I'm first starting to uh, get interested in something. Like, as soon as you said there was an NLP for dummies, I was like, oh, light bulb, ding, I'm getting that one. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> that explains everything in real easy terms. Yes. Uh, I mean, I've got the, the, the books that I've got on my bookcase. I, when you were saying that to me, Kim, I was looking up there and thinking, gosh, I wouldn't recommend any of these. Because one of them is The Structure of Magic Part 1 and Part 2, which are the, um, if you like, the Bible, if you like, of NLP. And, and in effect, what they are is, they are the PhD thesis that Richard Bandler and John Grinder wrote to become oh. PhD when they were PhD students. So it's, it is the, it's the birth of NLP but it's not explained in an easy to understand way. Yeah, so you've got to sort of have some knowledge to read those. Any, 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 uh, the names of any books that have the name in their names, dummies or magic or kid, I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I'm going to have to do, um, the magic kid with a dummy. That would be a brilliant book to write. <laughs> it will be a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I won't put the title of NLP anywhere near it because obviously nobody in America understands what that is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Hey, see, there you go. See what happens when, when we just chat, you came up with the best selling book idea. <laughs> yes. All I've got to do is to get it onto Amazon now. Hey, talk to your buddies, Ed, Mark and Nikki. Yes. Why not? They're, yeah. They can give me some pointers. So that would be brilliant. Then I can challenge them. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Well, Mark, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Absolutely love this conversation. I am definitely going to be digging into more NLP, and you're probably going to hear from me uh, in the future here regarding that. But I would love to have you on again sometime. If, if you know, next year, sometime in 2021, if you'd like to come back on. Let us know what you're doing and um, anything new that you've got coming up with my NLP works. If you're open to that, I'd love to have you on again sometime. I would love to do that. It's uh, it's been amazing today and it's a fantastic opportunity. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to do it. It's great to be able to get out there and get talking to people. And um, and I just love your conversational style. It just It's so relaxing and so easy to do. So brilliant idea thanks a lot kim i really appreciate it oh thank you again and again uh for all my listeners out there this is mark wood from cornwall england and his company is my nlpworks.co.uk so please be sure and get on his website and check it out and uh learn learn some more stuff about nlp again mark thank you so much have a wonderful evening over there I will, and you uh, you have a good afternoon because it's uh, the sun's gone down here already. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you again, and have a wonderful evening, Mark. It was great talking to you. And you too, Kim. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.